Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince, they exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com/upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns. If you're looking for plump lips that last, you need to know about Juvederm lip fillers. With Juvederm Volbella XC and Juvederm Ultra XC, your lip look, whether it's subtle or bold, can last up to one full year with optimal treatment and no additional maintenance. Find a licensed specialist and see if it's right for you at juvederm.com today. That's j u v e d e r m.com. Add fullness to lips in adults over 21 with Juvederm Volbella XC or Juvederm Ultra XC. Do not use if you have severe allergies or a history of severe allergic reactions or if you're allergic to lidocaine or the proteins used in Juvederm. Tell your doctor if you have a history of scarring or taking medicines that decrease the body's immune response or that can prolong bleeding. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration or itching. As with all fillers, there's a rare risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs or scarring. For full important safety information, visit juvederm.com. Hi guys. Hi. This is Goop Yourself, the podcast where we talk about everything goop. I'm Brian Rucker. I'm Aggie Hewitt. Uh, I'm feeling a little better this morning, but I was telling you before I had a little not a nervous breakdown, but I've been really feeling um on edge the last right. several days. Yeah, you told me that you almost um tweeted at CBS All Access because they but you talked yourself off a ledge with that. <laughs> yes, I've been watching and really enjoying the show Evil which is a CBS supernatural procedural uh okay. written by the creators of The Good Wife. Okay. And I was 8 episodes into the season when last night I was going to watch episode or I was 7 episodes and I was going to watch episode 8 when it was all erased from CBS All Access and I started spiraling and I didn't know what to do and I almost tweeted at CBS All Access at CBS Help Desk at everybody about what was going on, um, but I didn't. I calmed down. I watched an episode of Billions instead. Good. And then this morning, it was it was back online. I don't know what was going on. It was a little glitch, but it all worked out. Um, did you ever watch the soap opera Passions <laughs> in like the nineties? Yeah, I was into so I guess in middle school, like seventh or eighth grade, there was a little like a summer maybe where I was into um, uh, Days of Our Lives mm. uh, when Marlena was possessed by the devil. That was like a thing that I think my friend's mom had been watching it, and then we sort of started getting into it, and then Passion spun off from Days of Our Lives, and. Oh. I did watch at least like the first season or like a lot of the first season of Passions. I didn't know that Passions was a spin-off of Days of Our Lives. Yeah. I didn't. But 
was Passions on earlier than that, too? I guess not. I don't think so. Passions, I think, started in the 90s. So it was 99. To, yeah, it was trying to, like, be uh, a younger, like, a soap opera for younger people. Well, but, it did have, it just had, like, a strong supernatural element. That's what made me think of it. Because... Yeah. There was, like, that dummy, that, like, old woman who had that dummy who was, like, also a little boy who came to life and would, like, kill the... I don't know what he did, but he was, like, it was, bad. It was, it was a, an actor. It was, like, a little person playing a kid. It was something very uh, weird. Something totally twisted, because that yeah. was the passion's way. I do feel sorry for, like, young people now where they're not going to be able to watch... like. They're not going to be bored teenagers stuck at home who end up watching Passions. No, because everything, every TV show is so targeted for a specific audience. So, like, I think now kids and teenagers, they'll go, they'll go their whole sort of childhoods and adolescences only watching things totally geared for them. And, like, not even, like, no one, I don't think, like, parents and kids, like, watch the same things anymore. I think kids now, I don't think they watch TV. I think they just watch each other play video games on Twitch. Yeah. That's like their TV. That's Whatever. So, I've never felt more out of touch than knowing that. Like, knowing how. Because I always, I like to think of myself as someone who, like, stays up with the culture and is into, into like, the new cool thing. But, yeah, Twitch and, and, and all that video game stuff is just... A, a total like language I just don't speak at all I'm I'm lucky because I'm like the opposite of you where I sort of pride myself on being kind of a Luddite and like being very like into the things that I only I like and like not and like especially as I get older like having no idea what anybody under like 26 is talking about is like I, I feel very comfortable there and like that's what I I don't want to I don't want to, like, know what the fuck is going on with young people. Like, I want to know what's going on with people my age and older, because that's, like, better. That's smart. I, yeah, I, I don't get too obsessive. Like, no, like, my um, my nephew or my husband's nephew, I follow him on Twitter. He's, like, 20. And he tweets about all this, like, anime stuff and, like, music that I've never heard of. And I'm like, oh, this is sort of cool that I'm getting this little glimpse. But I would never... I would never like reach out to him and be like, teach me about all this stuff. Cause that would be so creepy and well, weird. I don't want to know. Cause it looks, it doesn't look, I don't like it. It's like, that's for them. I used to, yeah. my brother is 10 years younger than me. Mm. And when I was younger, I would like to mention any random like celebrity or anything. And he would have no idea what I was talking about. And I would be like, Oh, Henry, God, like you're so out of touch. You have no idea what's going on. Like, how do you not know this stuff? But then I realize now he still doesn't know what that is. And no one his age knows what it is. And it's just because I'm way older. Yeah, so like, now all my cultural references are just, like, things that I think of as being, like, totally mainstream. Like, I don't know. Like, anything from, like, 90210 or just, like, stuff. Like, he told me he knew who Steve Urkel was because he, like, Googled it. Or, like, what, like stuff like that. And I'm just like, you know what? God bless it. Let him go. Let him not know. I don't care. Cause I'm just gonna like, I know what I know. I'm from the time I'm from. That's it. Yeah. Everyone's from the time they're from. So we're going to, we're going to have our own cultural references. I was Steve Urkel for Halloween in the fifth grade. Wow. Um, I had huge oversized glasses, suspenders, uh, 
It was a culture. It was a culturally appropriate. I didn't do any. Black okay, things. I didn't want to say anything. That's I didn't. That, I know Julianne Hugh is definitely featured on our. Oh, <laughs> so yeah. I didn't. Yeah. <laughs> She's on my list. Oh yeah, that whole thing is on my list. Um, yeah. But oh yeah, well even like uh, John is um, you know about ten years older than me, and mm-hmm. so I I always thought of myself as someone who like was pretty like well versed in in culture, but he'll have you know. Uh, music and references and stuff from like the 80s when I was a little kid that I I really I really am like lost sometimes um, with 70s and 80s cultural references. Me too but don't you feel like when we were like in our 20s or at least when I was in my 20s I always wanted to know what like people in their 30s knew like I wanted to that was more I wasn't interested in what like kids knew about I was interested in what people older than me knew about like that was cooler. Because we were raised when we were kids Gen X people were so just like coveted by the culture, like they yeah. were so cool. And so I think we grew up really, and and Gen X, you know, like had, you know, their 90s heyday, but they also, a big part of their mystique was like a 70s nostalgia from their own childhood. Yeah. So like because of that, even like we, like it was a trickle down to us, like watching, you know, Brady Bunch reruns or like the, you know, the Brady Bunch movie, like 70s, like we got filtered 70s stuff from a 90s point of view and we like learned. But the young generation or like younger, like we're both millennials, but we're like on the, we're at the, we're the oldest millennials. literally the oldest millennial, I think. I think, like, you know, yeah, I, and I'm like up there with you, but I'm Christ, not. I, Christina Aguilera is the oldest millennial. That's the cutoff, I think. Okay. How old is she? She's like a year older than me. Or no, she's, yeah, she's like a year older than me. Yeah, whatever. So we're... Her as Gen X. Okay, that's fair. But um, uh, I totally lost my train of thought. Oh, yeah, we're the oldest millennials. I don't know. Oh, but we... The oldest Gen Z person. Sorry. The Gen Z kids and stuff, like, they all have that, like, 90s nostalgia... Yeah, but I think it's similar to like our 70s or even 80s nostalgia that it's it's sort of um like a a blanket non-specific sort of fashiony aesthetic nostalgia yeah. without actually getting into like the minutia of specific like cultural touchstones and events. Yeah. That I think cuz all of our parents were obviously like older and like raising kids in the 80s and so they weren't people that knew what was going on in like the late 70s early 80s and then we unless we had like older siblings which neither of us did we didn't know that I think that like 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 late 70s early 80s sort of youth culture is something that like we totally missed yeah I guess so I guess, well, that was, like, our parents, like, heyday, like, late 70s, early 80s. I mean, your parents are, I think, a little bit younger than mine. Oh, my, because my mom was 28 when she had me in 85. So, okay. like, that was her, like, those were her, like, glory days. Yeah, so my mom, my mom's, like, five years older. Uh, okay. I think, yeah, my parents, like, mid-70s, late 70s, and then by, I think by the 80s, they were in full sort of married suburbs work child-rearing mode. Yeah, totally. Um, okay, so I don't know why we're talking about That's this. <laughs> uh, I can talk about uh, a little my my stimulus. Well, I didn't get my stimulus check yet, but I definitely spent some of it. 
I fully understand. I think we might all, I think we're all like playing right into Donald Trump's hand because like, Jesus Christ, give us a little bit of money and bitch, we'll put it right back in that fucking economy just as they want us to do. Um, What are you, what did you do? So what did I do? I unfortunately listened to a Bon Appetit podcast last week about rice. Uh Um, And then I went online, I went to, uh, have you heard of Anson Mills? No, tell me. They do, so they're from South Carolina and they do like uh, indigenous American heirloom grains. Okay. And I ended up buying 30 pounds of heirloom grains. Oh, I'm sure your husband loved that. I know he really appreciates it when you spend so much money on so many grains because, Brian, we must, we have to just really quickly say like this is not the first time that you have spent a considerable amount of money on a considerable amount of grain well last time it was beans but i feel like and i did get a re-up of my beans too okay um well it's bean season i mean it's like everybody's beans are a very valuable commodity in the time of covid and i only have like a pound and a half of beans left so um the new ones are coming, but the, the, the beans you can, uh, I only buy about like $50 worth at a time. And that lasts me for months. The grains are a little pricier. So I got 10 pounds of like a Carolina gold rice. I got 10 pounds of farro. And then I got 10 pounds of yellow heirloom grits. Uh, mm. and I love ended, grits I know I can't wait to get them it ended up setting me back like $230 I mean but I'll use them you'll use them I mean you could just eat that for like that's yep. fine I mean now you just have to supplement it with like a little bit of fresh veg a little couple some herbs or something and oh. maybe a protein and you're good to go uh, and I get my my now my new uh, CSA farmers market box every Saturday from Warache Farms, um, and it's about thirty dollars a week, and that's the produce that lasts us for the week. So it's maybe it's actually a good investment long term. I think it's gonna actually save you money. Yeah, if you I'm do that, your Rancho Gordo beans. I mean, I feel like you could have like a vegan lifestyle where you're just like eating that shit all the time. Yeah, if it was up to me completely, I would. I think I would be like almost completely vegan. Yeah. Um, I am not vegan. And I feel like really guilty about that because I feel like the the pressure is on the meat industry right now. Yeah, because Donald Trump made the meat processing people reopen because yeah. we're going to have meat shortage. I know. So maybe, I'll, maybe I won't buy any more meat for a while, but I've been eating really close to like I've been doing very low carb, like very high protein sort of eating style. That's probably healthy, especially like not being super active right now. Cause I'm not being super active and I'm not being, I'm like, my hormones are all insane anyway. And it's like, I've been doing a lot of reading about what the best thing to do if you have like my specific medical conditions and like my my hormonal imbalances and like everybody says to like really limit like carbohydrates in general and you feel better i feel amazing that's great yeah but 
for your body. I know that it's not like, I don't know what to do because I don't think it's like the most like ethical way to eat. I don't know. I'm trying to get on. I signed up for Butcher Box, but there's like a huge wait list for it. Oh, that's cool. Uh, Which is like a subscription box where they bring you like all like ethically raised and like humanely. I mean, it's still, I mean, a vegan would be like, none of this is humane, which is like totally fair and justified and true. But like, as well as it can be done, like meats that are like from like, that are like all like grass fed and like small farms and stuff like that. How much is that like a weekly delivery or it's when you ever, well, whenever you- I haven't even, cause it's like so backed up right now. I'm still just on the wait list, but I think you can do it like once a month or something and you'd have to like keep it in your freezer and it's like 150 bucks or something for like, I don't know how much, but I think it's, it would be, I saw it and it would be like enough to last me for like a month probably. Yeah. That's a good idea. And do they have like, um, do they have, like, sausages and stuff, too? Or is yeah, it... they have, like, sausages and then, like, every kind of meat and, like, fish and, like, everything. You can sort of, like, customize it however you want. Um, You can do, like, an all-beef box. Uh, Like, yeah, let's see. I don't know. They just do... They just do a bunch of different kinds of boxes. You get like boneless, skinless chicken breasts if you want them or like a whole chicken or like chicken thigh. It's like the same as like whatever. It's like you can sort of get whatever cuts you want. I might check out that waiting list as well. Yeah. Uh, Because I'll buy, the only meat I really buy is like Costco. Because at least Costco does have organic chicken and stuff. And now because of uh, Blue Apron, uh, they'll give me, I don't know that that stuff is organic though. It's like, uh, free range or whatever. I don't know. It, it, I think it might just be a gimmick. They. Claim. I know. You never know what you're getting. But I... Um, I always try to buy organic. And I also always try to buy... Um, really expensive, <laughs> high-quality eggs. Because, like, that one is, like... I, that's the one thing that I think you really can, if you get like a true like pasture raised and it's like free to graze, free to roam chicken eggs. Like I really do think that that's okay. Like there are people who don't eat any other animal product except for that because it's like, they literally just like live there and like lay their eggs naturally. And then that's it. But they like, aren't in these like confined spaces. And like, taste and nutrition wise it's so much better and taste wise like it's a it makes a big difference like you can tell by the color of the yolk yeah those Uh, bright orange yolks and even if you're spending a lot of money on i mean like the good pasture raised eggs are what six seven bucks for a dozen they're kind of expensive yeah which is sort of expensive but it's still only six or seven bucks so unless you if you're feeding a big family and you go through a ton of eggs like i could see that you know that that's a a big cost but if you're just one or two people it's pretty affordable stuff and if you're getting that instead of like other things like if you're like okay I'm gonna make this like the primary if like if that's gonna be the main thing for like one or two meals per day instead of like some sort of processed food or like a, like we're saying like meat I think it like balance the one thing I don't know what to do about is dairy because like i have to have greek yogurt i don't want to do without it it's sort of like a a milkman or something that you could there must be like an artisanal milkman that would come around that would give you milk and yogurt an artisanal milkman you say there i know in new york there was like a like someone was 
doing that. I don't know if they were doing yoga. That'll be my business. Let's see. Artisanal. Because I would to have just a delivery of, because I don't really drink milk, but John drinks milk. And then I love yogurt. So if I could just get like a you know, quart of milk and a thing of yogurt once a week delivered, I'd be, I'd never leave the house for the rest of my life. Um, let's Throw see. Cheese, cheese of the month. A quart of milk, a pint of yogurt, cheese of the month, 20 bucks, 15 bucks, 10 bucks a week. Great. Oh man, that sounds great. Wait, where is that? No, I'm just making it up. Oh, this is your fantasy. Is yeah, fantasy. I would definitely do that. I would live that fantasy as well. Cheese of the week. It's, yeah, 10 bucks a week. You get a quart of milk, pint of yogurt, cheese of the week. Sold. Million dollar idea. Billion dollar idea. Billion dollar idea. Although that's way less money than you would spend on that yeah. in the store. Bucks. Uh, Goop branded cows. Yes. Cows that say goop in the spots. <laughs> totally. Just genet genetically <laughs> modified, horribly abused dairy cows <laughs> owned Santa by Santa Monica. In Santa Monica, exactly. Yeah, Elise gets up early and, and milks them. Oh, God, she probably is anyway. Who knows what she's getting up to out there in Santa Monica? She's. Who knows? Um, do you have any other news? Oh, I wrote down some, let's see. What did I? Um, nope. My notes were, this was the week I went crazy. Mm. Bought 30 pounds of heirloom grains and mm. almost went into a depression spiral and CBS All Access removed the first season of Evil. Um, oh, I have one quick thing just from Goop. Uh, there's a, a promo now. If you enter the promo code stay at home, all one word. There's a ton of shit that's 20% off, but you have to know the yeah. code. So that was my only other thing. That's the code in the U.S. It's different for different countries. So if you're listening from another country, check the website because there are different codes depending on where, where you are. Absolutely. Shall we get into the our lists? Yeah, let's do it. Okay. What was your best? Okay, let's see here. Okay, oh, the best wasn't something that was in the newsletter. The best was just, like, Goop Glow. Just, like, the entire line of, like, that Goop Glow product. But, like, especially the powder. I've been drinking it every morning, as they say. And I feel great. I feel like my skin really is looking a lot better. Like, it really does work if you drink it every single day. Like, my skin has been clearer. I think that, like, I have, like... I'm seeing like fine lines and wrinkles going away. My, the skin tone is evening out. Like I've been so happy with how my skin has been looking since I started drinking it every single day after like two weeks. It like I saw for a true improvement in my skin. That's amazing. I I've been so inconsistent with my goop glow. Uh, Cause I like, I hoard it because I don't have very much of it. I know. That's the thing. It's like, you want to hoard it, but it's like, it's cumulative. You have to drink it every day for it to work. Um, how much do you have on you? I don't know. I mean, I have, I don't know where I got it or how I got it just through like different people giving it to me for various things. I think Brian may have given me a bunch of it for a holiday once. Uh, listeners graciously have sent it to us samples. I don't know how I got like, but I have like a fair amount of it. That's great. Uh, yeah. yeah, I need to, I need to get back on that and, and, and do it. Cause my skin 
ugh, my like my beard was growing out and it was my skin was getting all dry. It's it's not it's not been good for me lately. I need to Oh do my it. god. I mean I well I can't I will not stop moisturizing. So it might it might also be that I've just been like putting so much product on all day long. Like all I do is wear product all day. All night. I do a mask every day. I do something every day. Like I'm going crazy in here just doing skincare. So like that, it might not just be the goop glow, but I, I think the goop glow is like a big part of it. It's so stupidly expensive. I do think that it's like, I like it a lot. I like it a lot. And I just like, it's so easy and it's such like, it really is such a, nice way to start I, taking in this like really like it tastes so good it's like got so many vitamins in it it feels like such a like smart way to start your morning I'm obsessed with it like I I truly am like on the goop goop glow like train now you and every person that's ever done a my morning routine for the website so but it's I really think if you, I think it's like addictive or something, but yeah, it is like stupidly expensive. 60 bucks a month. That's uh, a lot. Yeah. That's $2 a packet. That's $2 a packet. And it can't, it can't be that different from like emergency, right? Or it must be pretty different. There's something in it that makes it, I don't know, but it's like, it's, it's got CoQ10 in it. Oh, yeah, well, you know, no no substitute for the best. No substitute for the best. Uh, I'm on board with it. My best is an article that was called A Five-Day Wellness Retreat Inside a Studio Apartment. And it was written by uh, a new Goop employee. I think, I think she's going to be a star. Her name's Kate Moore, and she is the new senior programming manager. Um, and she just started at Goop the day before, uh, wait, she, yeah, she started the last day they were in the office before going work from home. Wow. And she's been, um, she's already helped them launch the book club and the digital in Goop health sessions, which are like the two biggest things, the new, two biggest new things on Goop in the past month. Are we going to read that book? I, it, it looks sort of boring to me. We should, I guess. Oh, yeah, you said it looked boring. I think I'm going to try to get it and read it. Okay. Tell me how it is. I'll tell you how it is. You guys, if anyone is listening is do, is reading the book, like, let us know and tell us, you know, tell us if you like it or whatever. I don't know. Is it like Oprah? They have, like, questions. Like, Oprah has, like, prompts, like, discussion, like, prompts and stuff about it. I don't know that they've launched it yet. I think I think they're just telling everyone to read the book and then they'll probably do a whole Is it, Isn't that launching it? I guess. I don't know. Mm. I haven't seen any prompts. Uh, but this lady, so she she's like, okay, I'm working from home. And so she's trying to make her life seem like she's at this, you know, wellness retreat. Yeah. Does a lot of scheduling. And... I found myself having a very, pretty much like a very set routine every day, uh, just bookended by like yoga in the morning and a walk in the afternoon. And then between that and after that, I'll do cooking or baking, but then it's just a lot of like nothing, like watching TV and stuff and watching movies. So yeah. I feel like I need to maybe 
go a level deeper and do some of the things that this lady's recommending, um, such as, well, she does, she like uh, schedules in her skincare, which is good. Um, she's doing these like online classes, which sound cool. She's doing like a Instagram live art class every weekday at 10 a.m. Whoa, uh, every day? Yeah, I mean, I think it's probably pretty short, but it's um, at Wendy Mac does a live art class and it's every day at 10 a.m. Pacific. Um, she teaches you how to draw something. So that sounds fun. Um, Kate is also donating time and money, which is really cool. Um, uh, a company called, a nonprofit called Together Rising she's donating to. Uh, no Kid Hungry. She has like a different donation every day of the week, which I'm like, ooh, that is better than me. Well, she works at Goob. She works at Goob. She has the money to do it. All <laughs> I have is my Trump bucks and my unemployment. I know, me too, which is like, but I didn't even get my Trump bucks yet. No, I haven't even, oh God, me neither. I'm, every day at the mail, I'm like, Please. I know, me too. I'm, like, running uh, to the mailbox. Um, and, yeah, and so she and she has different workouts. So it's just, it's like a, I've never been a scheduler, and I always, like, fantasize about being a scheduler, but maybe it's just not in my personality. I don't know. Um, I mean, I, it's definitely not in mine. It's, like, having, I'm so chaotic, and, like, I never, uh, like, my, I'm such a, like, my Gretchen Rubin personality type is rebel. And it's like, I really can't have, I mean, other than like recording this every Friday, it's like, I, if I start to do the same thing every day, I start to feel crazy. Like it just, I feel like a rat in a wheel, like running. I just like, I can't do it. Like I have to change things, like how I do things like all the time. Yeah. That's interesting. Yeah. I found it very sort of comforting to have some, some set like rituals uh, but I could see how yeah, it's like a little shift in perspective. If I, if I, like that, if I got stoned by mistake, I feel like I would completely go insane and be like, oh my God, I am a rat in a cage. But as long as I keep my left brain working, I'm okay for the time. Yeah. Being. I actually got stoned one time in quarantine, but I didn't, or two times. Cause I had a, okay. This may sound controversial. A friend of mine, I, I went to a friend of mine's house, but I didn't see them. I was like on their porch because this was before you could get masks, but after we were supposed to get masks and this person had extra masks that they were giving me. Yeah. So they like left them outside for me to get. And because they were extra nice, they also gave me two weed pills okay. and which was so nice. And so I did use both of those and I will say I didn't have any type of paranoia I just had so much fun and it was like a blast but that might just be me that's great I actually started putting on a topical THC bomb to my temples oh wow uh because John went to get stuff on 420 and they had like all these giveaways so they they gave him this bomb and for me I'm such a lightweight I literally feel like I get high just by like putting a little of the bomb on my skin it's THC? Yeah, it's like three parts THC to one part CBD. Oh, yeah. I mean, maybe. I don't know. Uh, and for me, just to put a little, it's a perfect, I do feel like a little relaxed, but not enough. Because even if I take like, you know, two milligrams or whatever of THC, it, it's sometimes too much for me. So I I am a complete baby. I admit that. Um, But I'm not like 
I'm not like doing it every single day. And I'm also, I finally cut back on drinking a little bit. Yeah. I, I have two in the past couple of weeks. Cause I, I was like pretty good about cutting back drinking earlier in the year. And then I, it was creeping up again. And now I let myself have like one, either one cocktail or one glass of wine a night and then cut myself off. Um, I'm good. having like two or like sometimes even three, but only every other day. Okay. So that's how I'm doing it. But um, I was doing like, because I was also really good at cutting back on it. And then like once quarantine started, it was like fucking all bets off. I was like drinking every single day and so much. So I'm just like, I'm just limiting it to every other day. And then like, if you do that, usually it's like, I don't have more than like two a night. So not too bad. Not too bad. Yeah. What was your worst? My worst? was okay so my worst was there was this french girl makeup thing did Mm -hmm. you see it uh yeah i skimmed it i skimmed it too because the so i i didn't really get too deep into it it was like and i honestly don't even have it up but there was like it was like french like french makeup and i always get excited when i'm like hearing about French makeup come into my life and this bitch was trying to sell me $42 makeup remover and at a certain point you just get sick of it where it's like does literally every single thing that I buy for my face need to be so fucking expensive because makeup remover is like the one thing that you're just like whatever like you just put it on and take your makeup off before you do all the other stuff it's like yeah like I'll spend a bunch of money on lotions on face washes on masks on like you know different aha bha peels i mean i'm spending money on all of this fucking shit retinol creams and whatever do i can't just go to target and buy like a seven dollar makeup remover i need to spend 42 dollars on this too it's like at a certain point it just feels like it's like it feels like they know about products and they're like here's a hole in the market and we're gonna fill it with something expensive and it just is like insulting where it's like I don't believe that this needs to be this expensive I think that there's one thing that this product does it takes makeup off my fucking face it's totally fine to use something from a drugstore and stop telling me and especially in a thing about like French girl beauty if you're calling it French girl beauty let's be honest we're expecting French pharmacy. That's what everybody wants from French stuff. We want it to be so simple, so beautiful, so like chic and um, like so, like accidentally chic, like just like naturally chic. We don't want to spend like $42 on a makeup remover. Because, that, yeah, that's what's so great about French Girl Beauty is like it's their version of a CVS or a Target. And it's just what it's just like the baseline. And for us, it's luxurious. But you don't want. You don't want to you don't want the to feel like the French ladies are trying too hard because then it ruins the mystique. It's like in my imagination, French women are falling asleep in their makeup with like a cigarette hanging out of their mouth. And then they wake up and they're like, oh, and then they like wipe their face with like a damp cloth and they look beautiful. And they're like, oh, I'm refreshed. And then they eat a steak. Totally. (laughs) That's what they're doing. That's what they're doing. That's why we like French girl stuff. So whatever. It just like really pissed me off. Like. I don't mind things being a little bit more expensive. I understand like Vintner's daughter. I understand all of it, but it's like, and I'll, I'll buy what I buy and I don't buy what I don't, but it's like, 
don't just make stuff more expensive because you can. Yeah. Especially- and there are more expensive makeup removers than that in the world. I just like something about it just like really irritated me. Not How woman- you spending too much money on makeup. That woman looked like a combination between Hillary Clinton and Joan Didion. That is exactly what she looked like. She definitely had Clinton energy. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Uh, Our new new vice president. Oh, my God. It's not true. I feel like that was just some bullshit clickbait article. (laughs) Although, it's like... like, Hillary's waiting for the call was the name of the article. It's so... It's like, she's not waiting. I... No. Uh, that would be like literally the worst that would be the worst idea anybody had ever had I mean it would be yeah going full joker and just like burning it all down that's an interesting way to put it so it'd be like the (laughs) like the DNC's version of the joker I mean I would almost respect it like just like going completely nuts and being like we're doing like we like we don't care like we will have this (laughs) yeah at this point I'm like I'm just, I just have to completely emotionally remove myself from all politics and just uh, look at it like a, like a spectacle. That's the only way I can sleep at night. I mean, I feel like that's exactly what it is. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, my worst is also something that is wildly overpriced. Uh, it comes from an article called Grow Your Own, a Spring Garden Quick Start. Which is cool. Like, I don't have a backyard. I could, like, plant stuff, I guess, in my front yard if I wanted to. Yeah. I, I, I don't know. I, gardening is something I enjoy in theory, but I never really get, you I know, down. The, yeah. But one of the products that Goop is selling is, like, you know those little indoor herb gardens that you can buy? I want are, one of those really bad. Yeah, those are cool. And then you got little, little seeds and you get a little soil and a window box. And, you know, they're 20 bucks or whatever on Amazon. This is one that costs $799. Oh, fuck them. Come on. It's called Sprouts IO Micro Garden. And it literally looks just like a regular pot with, in the picture, it's only growing basil. It doesn't even get a variety of herbs, but it has like its own UV light. And then it comes with a remote and its own iPhone app, which like tells you like when to water it or some shit. I don't know. Oh my God. Um, and I guess the chefs from Nomad Restaurant, which is like a Michelin-starred restaurant in New York and L.A., they, this is what they use. Uh, really? It seems like overkill. Oh, it's, and it's hi- it's hydroponic. Um, but like $799 to grow some fucking basil, that's truly guillotine behavior. I couldn't agree more. I just, speaking of guillotine behavior, I just instinctively went on Amazon.com to see if they had a an indoor herb garden because I was like oh yeah I want one of those but then I remember that I'm not supposed to buy anything on Amazon I'm not doing it but maybe I'll go because I do actually think because I always buy herbs and I first of all just because I'm like late generally lazy like the process of like getting them home washing them cutting them and wrapping them in that special way that's supposed to make them last for a long time is exhausting and I don't want to do it so I never do and then even when I'm cooking I'm like fuck now I have to like open my fridge dig through everything pull out this bag take it out chop these herbs I know that sounds like it's easy but it's like every single time I'm cooking I have to do this like I don't want to do it like I'm too lazy for it I want to 
just have a little herb garden, cut off what I want when I want it and use it like that, which is how like you're supposed to do it. It's not supposed to be cut up in the fridge and then you chop it. I'll give you what, what I do, which I do think cuts it. You spend a little bit more time up top, but then it cuts time in half when you're cooking is you just take the bunch of herbs right from the grocery store. You dunk it in a glass of water, put it in the side of your fridge with your condiments. That's all. And then you can open your fridge door and then you can cut, 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 or just pull them off when you need them. And but then here's the other problem. Aren't you, well, no, because I'm also like scared of all my food when I get it home. Oh, nowadays, well, I get my herbs from the CSA now, so I'm not, maybe I should be scared of them, um, but I'm not. You get herbs in your CSA too? Yeah, because you have to get $30 worth in order to get free delivery, so... Mm -hmm. I just, yeah, like, tomorrow I'm getting mints, parsley, and thyme. Oh, yum. Maybe I should get a CSA. Uh, it's really fun. Yeah. I used to do imperfect produce, but then it just, they weren't sending me good stuff. It was too imperfect. Well, it was, like, all potatoes. It would be, like, a huge box of potatoes and onions and, like, nothing else. And I'd be like, why am I doing this? That, that's why I canceled, too, because it was, like, it was all, like, root vegetables. They would give you, like... 45 tiny little red onions and you're like what yeah and it's like it's just i don't what am i supposed to do with all this stuff? like what am, it's not like food that i eat use it yeah uh what i like about the, the the csa is it's almost all um like lettuce and green vegetables uh oh, that's nice. and so i've been actually like part of my sort of routine now is to make like a grain bowl for lunch for myself and john like at least five times a week oh uh, that's a lot which is yeah it's like healthy and it's good but because of the csa i just get and i have to spend 30 bucks so i get like and you're only allowed because they have limited amounts you're only allowed like one thing of arugula uh so you have to do like arugula watercress whatever lettuce they have that week pea shoots like they make you do a bunch of like weird stuff and they're all like two dollars each or whatever but you just get like a bunch of them and then you have, it's like your own little sweet green in your fridge for the week. Ooh, that's nice. Your make own personal beans. sweet green. Yeah, you make your beans, you make your grains, and then you just put together your little your little bowls. That's, um, I think that's what, uh, what's it called? Meal prep, that's what that is. That's what it is, yeah. I guess that's what it is. Um, also, Kidding. just doing my, a quick Google search, I just found, um, a five-tier self-watering herb garden that's over a thousand dollars so maybe goop is giving you a bargain yeah, maybe um what was your craziest okay well my craziest come on everybody knows it's uh, was of course the julianne huff. what's the fuck is her name hugh uh, huff. huff julianne huff um was a part okay she first of all has a really big problem with being racist. <laughs> That's a big problem <laughs> she has. So she, you, some of you guys may know, a couple of years ago, she got in trouble because she wore blackface on Halloween, which is like pretty much unforgivable, especially if it's something that you did like in the last, I don't know, five or 10 years. It's like, I, I just, I don't really know a reason that you would go she dressed as crazy eyes and decided to wear blackface for it which is like one of the most i i just can't wrap my head around that one 
and, but this was years ago. I guess society has moved on. I don't know. Whatever. She's on Goop. And she's introducing this workout that she did. So she did like a really long interview with Gwyneth Paltrow for the In Goop Health Digital Edition, whatever. And she was like, okay, everybody, like now I'm going to show you my new workout that she made up, which is like about releasing your like using your imagination or something. It incorporates, yeah, it's sort of like like an aerobic workout, dance-based, but then it incorporates a lot of, like, meditation techniques as far as, like, visualization. But it's, like, dance-based, but it's, like, she never really moved her legs. It seemed like she was just, like, sort of standing there and just kind of, like, shaking her arms around. She was doing and a then, lot of, like, open heart things and then a lot of shaking around and then we'll get to it. But, oh, boy, the cultural appropriation is... And I'm no SJW, I'm no woke person, but this was so fucking appalling. The Aboriginal comment? Yeah. So, there was- my point, while she's doing the dance, so I'll admit that I did sort of like scroll through and I just happened to catch this. So she may have said other stuff that I didn't notice, but at one point she's like shaking her arm, shaking her legs, bouncing around, but like not moving, just sort of like bouncing up and down in one static position. And then she goes, okay, let's pretend that we're Aboriginal people. And she goes, oh yeah, what tribe are you in? And what magic are you doing? And I was like, I, first of all, I was totally appalled. I was, I, I'm like, I can't believe Goop put that out. That they wouldn't be like, you can't say that and we can't release this now. It's like they didn't watch it before they put it out. They probably didn't watch it. And luckily for her, probably no one else will either. Like, I think the reason that it's still up there is because, like, no one really watches it. I I was watching it because I, my uh, computer was actually updating for, like, all morning. So I was, like, making breakfast uh, and I could only use my phone. I was like, well, I might as watch this Julianne Huff thing. But if I had any other options, I would have stopped in the middle. I mean, just I just randomly, I mean, I could, I was like, my jaw hit the ground. I screamed. I was like, what the fuck? Like, why would you, I, like, the amount of, I mean, I hate to, I know I don't want to be that, I don't want to be that person either, but, like, truly the amount of, like, white privilege yeah. in being, like, this is my workout that I made up where I'm, like, prote- I, I just, like, I couldn't even begin to fathom it. I mean, it was really just, like, literally, I mean, almost literally, she was, like, okay, now we're going to pretend we're Asian. And then, like, ten minutes later, I mean, because she had the aboriginal person thing, and then later, I don't know if you got that far, she said, and I quote, she says, let's go into that tribal warrior. And then they started playing African music. And she was doing like this, like bastardized version of like what a white lady from Utah would consider like African dance. Okay. And it, that was, I mean, it was literally like every, like a, like a, a horrific, it's a small world of white lady privilege. Oh my in 15 God. minutes. Like, I mean, truly like, I was not aware of that part of it. I just saw that. The, I just saw the other part. And I, so she she mentioned being in a tribe several times. And like when she was like, your tribe is doing like magic or whatever. And she's like, we're going to play. But it's like, what are you playing as you fucking moron? I was just like, this is so stupid. So disgusting. This woman needs to just like get out of public life. Like truly like there are some she's too stupid to be like on camera because she's so fucking racist that whenever like if every couple of years like you're too dumb to like 
know that you're being racist and you just like let it all out, just yeah. get the fuck off, get, go home, get married and have a baby or something. I mean, that's the other, pr- well, first of all, yeah, she, like, can you imagine what she actually says in private if this is the stuff that she's doing in public for the she world? She thinks that this is okay. And then I learned this from uh, the Who Weekly podcast. She is married. She, so, but he is quarantining. Her husband is named Brooks Lake. And okay. <laughs> he has a podcast with some like bachelor contestant or something. But anyway, he is in Idaho clearing brush while she is in LA building her Kinergy brand. Um, and then this was funny. Like they, so they might be separated, but she's, they're also like Mormon. So it's like very strange, but she claimed earlier that she was queer, Julianne Huff. And she mm-hmm. was like bisexual. And then the husband, I guess during this interview thought about it and was like, Oh yeah, I guess me too. And then when he said that she freaked out. <laughs> Wait, really? Yeah, so, like, she was, like, coming out as queer for, like, People Magazine and this whole, like, thing. And then I guess he, like, was like, oh, yeah, I guess, like, I don't really consider myself straight. Or, like, I, you know, I'm I'm learning about my sexuality, too. Something very sort of innocuous and, uh-huh. like, whatever. And she, uh, and they haven't been seen together since. Wait, seriously? This all happened in public? Yeah, there was like some some interview about like with it, and then it like, and then now they're quarantining separately. And oh my god, I just like I totally think this woman is totally disgusting, and I just I hate her, <laughs> and I'm scared that she's gonna hear this and come after me the same way Doctor Will Cole did because people she's like that good. always listen to stuff like this and then like get mad. But like I just, I mean, it's like it's you can't be like I'm building a brand and then part of your brand is like discounting the humanity of like whatever of like a huge swath of the population and being like that's a that's a tool for me to use to like stretch my imagination like you you just it's not we have come too far as a culture to allow this type of thing to exist and it just needs to go away yeah and this is the thing I mean maybe it's like not enough people have seen it and maybe maybe this thing will blow up I don't know it's just like it was, it's been up for a few days now and I haven't seen any like pushback really besides us. But if you <laughs> watch the whole thing, it's truly crazy. And I do like, I don't say, say this very often, but I do think Goop should like rethink about their relationship with Julianne Huff and working with her. Cause it's really horrifying. And also on top of that, like it just looks really stupid. Like I don't understand. It doesn't look like she's literally just like shaking her arms around. I don't yeah, even know what she's like doing. It doesn't seem like much of a workout at all. Uh, but what do we know? I, in a year, this might be like the the new soul cycle. Like maybe everyone will be. And this is what it's for. It's for like white women in middle America. Like that's what this is for or who this is for. Well, they, I mean, like those companies are always like racist anyway. Like, isn't the, isn't, aren't they all like, isn't the soul cycle guy like somehow problematic? Yeah. Well, he had, he had, like a series of huge Trump fundraisers at his Hamptons mansion. Yeah. I mean, I think it's just like the like body fascists of the conservative party are like, you know, um, but, their heyday and they're, some of them are on goop. I mean, Julianne Huff should really just go like full fascist and like lean into it. She is fascist. Anyone who's and anyone who is look, 
if you're a Republican, you're a fascist. <laughs> like, there's just, like, no, like, if she's, and she obviously is, like, she's a yeah. fascist. She is leaning into it. If you're, like, making that type of content, like, what else do you call it? Yeah, that's true. Uh, yeah, I, I really, I, I, yeah, this is, this, this is very bad, very, very Am bad. I going too far on Julian? No, I, I mean, it, like, because I, I watched it, and I was, my jaw was dropping, too. And yeah. I wasn't sure if I was being a little like overly sensitive or whatever, but then hearing you say this too, and like, we're, we're two white people. Like, I can't imagine, like, I don't know. We, like, it, it's just, it's just disgusting. I mean, if I were like, yeah, I mean, I just don't, I, I don't know. I just think stuff like that is really stupid, but whatever. Yep. Um, but yeah, she's like, she's trying to be like a new age Mormon, I think is like her shtick, but it, it just comes across as fascist. <laughs> well, new, new Mormon is already kind of new age, isn't it? I mean, like I went to their temple in Utah and they had like, they have like a huge statue of Jesus where he's like covered in like stars and he's like in outer space. <laughs> yeah, that's true. She should just lean into her own culture. Like be like, oh, I'm doing this crazy Mormon dance workout. It's crazy. I love it. I think you should do it too. And then it wouldn't be problematic. Cause it'd be like, this is your culture that you're teaching us about. Yeah. Like, yeah. Just teach us about the Mormon faith, Julianne. Oh, uh, Julianne. I don't know. I don't um, know. Either. Okay. What would you try? I would try. Oh, okay. So this is a big deal. I emailed. Okay. So I'm finally ready to reveal my email that I sent to ask Gerda. Oh yeah. And I also, I don't actually know if I was asking about the right product. So I have something called PCOS, which is a hormonal problem that like some women have. And it makes you have like cysts on your ovaries basically. And it's really gross. And it's also has like all these like other awful side effects. And one night, like late at night during my like obsessive weird Googling about my own personal health problems that I do like every couple of weeks, I came across this idea that like progesterone, progesterone, Jesus, oh God, God, I'm too stupid to have a podcast. Progesterone, yeah. whatever the hell it's called, um, was like, go, was like good for women with like hormonal problems. Um, I know that some women take it when they're like trying to get pregnant, but most women take it what I found out by just doing a quick Google of it today, it's like, actually, it's like mostly for menopause, which like, thank God I'm not having menopause yet. I only say thank God because I'm 35 and you know, one of my fears has always been having early menopause. Um, so I emailed, so I came across the stuff called progesterone cream, which I was like, maybe this can help me out with my PCOS issues. But I was like, is this real? It's like a cream that has progesterone in it. Normally you take it as like a pill or like maybe a shot or something. I don't know. But definitely there are pills. Um, and I was like, this is the perfect question for Ask Gerda. Like, does this work? What does this do? So I emailed. This was like a very late night. This is like a dark night of the soul type of situation. As I was buying the heirloom grains at one in the morning, you were... Emailing I was, Gerda. I was emailing Gerda. I was asking, like, emailing, like, editorial at goop.com. And I was like, I have a question for Ask Gerda. And then I just did, like, colon, do progesterone creams actually work? That was it. Then, a couple of days later, no, 11 days later, 
I received the following email from Gerda Enderman, Gerda at goop.com to me. Hi, Aggie. I just realized I had never answered your email. Hope you had a nice weekend. <laughs> Thanks for the suggestion for an Ask Gerda question. Maybe I'll expand the answer below into a column at some point. But for now, I'm not sure what your desired outcome is, but I know that, but as far as I know, progesterone is a screen, skin cream, does enter through the, the body through the skin and is more bioavailable this way than from a pill. Progesterone in a pill is partly inactivated by the liver after absorption from the gut. The cream should say USP progesterone. The progesterone may be produced from molecule and soy, although soy does not contain progesterone itself. I like Source Naturals progesterone cream, www.sourcenaturals.com. And I sincerely, Gerda. So. This is a personal email. It's personal. It's signed from Gerda. The bottom, it says like Gerda Enderman, PhD, Senior Director of Science and Research. It's from Gerda at goop.com. It's from the real Gerda. I mean, this can upend our entire healthcare system. Now that we know anyone can just ask Gerda any medical question. You could just email her. You don't need health insurance. You don't need a doctor. Well, you don't need, sorry, Republican Party who invested so much in telemedicine before the pandemic started. I've got my telemedicine for free. Her name is Gerda and she works at Goop. You don't need it. And, <laughs> it was awesome. I like literally can't believe that you can email Goop and have like a, have Gerda write you back. It's nuts. Like they must not get that. She must not get that many emails. Well, she apparently she gets enough that she was like, maybe I'll put this in an article. I don't know. But for now, here's what I would say where it's like, you would think that if she got, if she didn't get that many emails, she'd be like, Oh good. I can use this as a column, but she didn't. Yeah. Well, and she emailed you back 11 days later, but it didn't seem like oh, I was so busy, I just got to your email. It was more like, oh, I forgot that you emailed and I just like randomly saw it. Yeah, she's like, oh, sorry, I just realized I didn't get back to you. And I'm like, I wasn't expecting you to get back to me, Gerda. I don't know you. I was never expecting you to email me back. I mean, what a blessing. And it was good advice too. Really, really good advice. And I think the best part of advice when she says was, I'm not sure what your desired outcome is. Cause I realized I don't know either what my desired outcome is. And then I Googled it and I was like, oh, I don't know if I need this. But at least now I know that it does work. And it, and it like controls hormones if you're trying to get pregnant. Is that the deal? Um, I don't know. I mean, it's like you do it if you have menopause and some people take it like when they're trying to get pregnant. Got it. But I'm just trying to regulate my hormones. Like I'm just trying to like, because my body produces too much estrogen and too much testosterone and I need, and I want to like regulate it. Got it. Well, now you I'm can. I'm a hormone machine. Um, a hormone monster. Yeah, a beast. Uh, and is Gerda on the board of this company? Uh, unclear. She did not tell me that. But she did say, but maybe I'll just buy it and start using it anyway and just see what happens. Yeah, might as well. I mean, you can buy it online. I mean, I don't know. Uh, okay, so quickly... My try, oh, it was, so, it was just an article called How to Fight Boredom with Curiosity, which I thought was actually pretty, like, um, useful in this day and age, because I have been finding myself, like, bored <laughs> frequently. Yeah. Um, and, she, you know, it's this PhD, Francesca Gino, she's talking about how, you know, 
little kids are very curious. Curiosity peaks at the age of four and five. And then as you're an adult, you sort of get less and less curious about trying new things, blah, blah, blah. So she just said, like, a very practical piece of advice is to set a daily learning goal. Uh, and it can be related to work or a home project. She says, ultimately, it doesn't matter what it is. But it's just like, I mean, it's, it sounds sort of trite now that I'm saying it, but it's like, oh, learn something new every day is basically. And it's like, oh, that's a good thing to remember. I don't know. Like, do five minutes of Duolingo. Like, read a fucking Wikipedia article about something. Like, do something. Are you going to start doing it? I might as well. I want to get back into my French Duolingo. I do too. I really let it go. Um, And I still haven't done any of those like museum, like online tours, which I said I was going to do. So I have a lot of a lot of I just have so many episodes of CBS procedurals to watch. I don't really have the time. You don't need it. Yeah. You just watch your, yeah, just watch TV. You don't, I think that like, we don't really have to like use this time to like expand our minds or do anything that we don't want to do. I think just like, survive is fine no you're right I guess I just felt I I think it was yesterday the mood I was in I was just like getting a little because I was actually pretty calm and like happy with this new reality of of not doing anything for a while and then I think I just hit a hit a wall yesterday where I'm like oh am I a piece of shit (laughs) I mean I think everybody sort of feels like that right now because like no one is doing anything but you're fine okay thank you uh, what would you buy? Um, I would buy. Oh, there's another. Um, there's another coupon code on Goop right now with a fifty dollar purchase and the code Cora, you get a free full size self tanner. And one thing that I have noticed is like I'm not going out in the sun at all, and I wanted to get a self tanner, so I might just do that. Yeah. I was, and I want like a natural one that's not going to be like too disgusting. Uh, yeah, because if you get like um, a cheap drugstore one, you can look a little, a little Julianne Huffy, if you know what I mean. Or a little Donald Trumpy. A little Donald Trumpy, yeah. Um, a little bit orange is a big problem with the. Is a big problem with the old self tanner, and also my problem historically, of course, has been like everybody's the wrists knees and ankles are a big problem with self tanner because it like gets like streaky and you just look like so stupid (laughs) so (laughs) i want i need something that's like nice and good and goes on but i think that problem might have been like largely solved in the self tanner world but i don't use it enough to really know well remember last season on real housewives of new york with barbara um getting her self tanner streaking all over like the white bedspread at the but she was just like spraying it or something all over herself i mean like this isn't that this is like a lotion and it's all Uh, all oh and you know what i could buy another pack of goop glow and then get it for free oh there you go yeah just food for thought for myself although i'm not sure if i'm gonna do it it's a lot of money i mean you want to stimulate the economy I know, and especially the goop economy. Totally. Uh, Quickly, my thing I would buy, and I feel like I've said I was going to buy this like several times before on this podcast, but they they started um, advertising composting composting bins again on Goop, and it's really me getting me excited. Oh, I know. I I was also excited by that composting bin. So there was like a one hundred and eighty dollar one that I was like, I'm not going to buy this one, but then they had. A cheaper they had a 44 dollar bamboo one and then they said you could just use a coffee can or like a 
piece of Tupperware. So I might just yeah, like. Yeah, I don't think you need to buy anything. Well, because I think you want something with holes in it, right? Because it you needs air circulating. Does it? Maybe like poke a, a few holes in a Tupperware or something. Because that's what these ones have. They have like holes in the top. But mm -hmm. uh, I always, because living, it's you'd think living in LA is a big composting hub. But it's not, like when I go to the Bay Area, it's like literally everyone is composting like my sister composts. i think my mom who is you know an elder like she's she's composting but when you compost stuff like what do you do with it i think you let it sit there and then you can either put it in your soil if you have soil or i think you can just like throw it in your green vegetable your bin your green bin not your garbage bin and i then don't have you have a green, they have a green bin. It's LA. You don't have a green bin? We don't have any bin. We just have dumpsters. Oh, I don't know. I live in an apartment complex. We have two, we have a recycling one and a regular one. Oh, you don't have a green one. Interesting. I've, that's weird. I thought it would be uh, set all over the city. I don't know. So I don't know what you would do with it. I, I guess, guess I can't do it. I mean, I guess I could like throw my rotting food in the courtyard, but I don't think that would go over too well. You should like put flyers on every unit in your apartment being like, we're going to be a composting apartment now. And then collect. I mean, I can't even get these fucking people to like, not like stand in the middle of the doorway, smoking cigarettes so that like, I have to walk within six feet of them when I go to walk my dog in the morning. So like, I really don't think I'm going to get them to compost, but I could try. <laughs> yeah. uh, but I also, I guess if you composted in your house, until it like decomposed, then you could just probably put it in the dumpster and it would decompose there, or, right? Or I don't know. I mean, what's the, I mean, won't it decompose if I just throw it in the dumpster anyway? I think it doesn't decompose as fast because it needs to like get started. This is okay. Now I'm way over my pay grade. I have no idea what I'm talking about. So I don't know what composting. Yeah, I don't really know. And we just got a, we got like a, um, this is sort of funny, a, like an Apple podcast review recently that was like, just like, they literally have no idea what they're talking about. They never look up anything. And oh, like, no, that's okay. not new, Brian. I know exactly which one you're talking about. Oh, that's not that new? Has, that person reviewed us, then changed the review to like make it worse and then wrote that and then redid it and was like, I still am giving them more stars now because I support them, which thank you. We appreciate the support. But that's not a new review. That's a that's. That person has been going back and forth on us for a while, and hopefully they will make up their mind soon. But if not, God bless. Thank you so much for your support in your in your iTunes review. Well, I finally read it, and it really did give me a lot to think about. And now I'm gonna attempt a little bit more research before I spout off. So, in oh case, really? I am not. <laughs> I'm well, gonna say exactly the same. But good for you. So composting, uh, we have no idea what it is, how yeah. to do it. Uh, but we know we can buy a $44 bamboo compost bin. That's I can right. also call my sister because she she does it every day. Yeah, she does it. My three-year-old nephew probably knows how to do it now. Well, I know how to do it, but I don't know. If you don't have a green bin, I don't know what to do with it. Yeah. Uh, are we done? I think we have to be done. I feel like I'm going to get in so much trouble for telling Julianne who, whatever the fuck her name is, to go home and have a baby. <laughs> uh, but whatever. She needs should check herself because she's like i mean it was psychotic it was like truly crazy. it was i mean you watch all those it just like made me really mad i don't know it just yeah. made me mad to see it it's like how could it not make you mad to see something like that uh 
thank you everyone for listening to our podcast. Um, thank you for our, our new Patreon subscribers. We'll have our new uh, newsletters and we have to figure out our, our bonus podcast for May. We'll do that this week. Yeah. Um, but yeah, totally. And thank you. Yes. Thank you so much for being a Patreon. Those of you who are, those of you who aren't, whatever. Thank you for listening and downloading. If you write reviews, whether they be nice or mean, thank you so much. If you do like, just thank you for being here. We love you. It helps us so much to, uh, keep recording this podcast during this crazy time. And I hope that it is bringing you some sense of comfort as well. Absolutely. Uh, we'll talk to you soon. Bye. Bye. How would you like to look five years younger? In a clinical study, people that had volume added with Juvederm Voluma XC in the cheeks perceived themselves as looking five years younger at six months after treatment. Look younger, feel like you. Add volume for lift and contour in the cheeks with Juvederm Voluma XC. Reverse signs of aging by adding volume to smooth laugh lines with Juvederm Volur XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.